Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity. Drum roll. In Portland! Woohoo! We are together in studio. Studio in the SBS, the SBS guest room. The SBS guest room and the Mother Runner store merchandise central. Uh, this is where orders go out of. I, I am staring at, I mean, you've got a lot of stuff in this room. I mean, and, you know. it's been so cleaned up. Oh, really? Oh my goodness, yes. I was about to say, hoarders could have like a fun a fun field day. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. This is, this is. Has it been cleaned up? Oh, oh yeah. I'm looking at our, our, our producer, Jonah. <laughs> so, yes, but you are next to the sample noon tablets. I and got the some sample. Noon. I know I'm already thinking, like, what do I need Leg to take cramps. on the road? Yes. Um, uh, you know, um, a card for noon plus. We have it all. So and our flyers that go into all the orders. So um, but Dimity, we had a very momentous morning, wouldn't you oh, say? Well, so, yeah. So you got to announce it. Um so I am back to running. Yes. I got the all clear from my doctor last Thursday, and it was so anticlimactic because of the way he led into it. And th- so the doctor was like, so what have you been up to? And I knew he just didn't mean like, oh, my kids are at camp and we're going on vacation in a couple of weeks. So I told him that I've been you know, swimming and biking and doing bar class and, he- and fitness walking. And he looks at me and he goes, yeah, but you want to go running, don't you? And he goes over and looks at the x-ray and he goes, Yes. Like, yes. Oh, okay, wait. That that he said yes. He said yes. <laughs> and so um so then that afternoon I went to um and I immediately before even after he left the room and after we had a little com- uh, kind of a long conversation about how I my goal now is swelling control of my ankle. I texted Molly and told her that I got the all clear to go running, but then it was also exciting to tell my physical therapist that afternoon. And so the anecdote that I wanted to share was that so, you know, she's doing all these, um, you know, uh, flexibility and mobility um, exercises with my ankle, you know, kind of manipulating my ankle. And then she has me doing a couple exercises. And then she says, OK, I want you to jump on this mat with both feet. And it was this thick, dense mat. And so I had my back toward the mirror and I jumping. She goes, oh, see, you're favoring your your good leg. So I turn around, I'm looking in the mirror and I try again. And she's like, oh, good, good. Okay. You're jumping on both legs. And she said, now I want you to jump on your left leg. And I said, well, that's my good leg. She said, yeah, jump on your left leg. So I hopped on my left leg. She goes, okay, now do your right leg. And I have to say that she, my physical therapist is an accomplished marathoner. So she knows from running. And so I start jumping on my right leg. She's like, no way. Oh my gosh, you're totally ready to go running. You are doing so much better at that than I thought you would. I was like, really? Really? <laughs> and, and then she hadn't expressed to me that she thought I'd kind of suck at it. So, <laughs> She's not a good hopper. She's yeah. not a good hopper. Right. So, so anyway, yeah, so then this so it worked out perfectly. So you are here for the start of a Pacific Northwest road trip with your family. Yes. And so the stars aligned that you were here and that Molly could join us. And so the three of us... Um, we walked to the track because the PT had said she suggested I go on a soft surface for the first couple runs. So we go over to the nice rubberized track at the local high school. And so my plan was that we would walk over there and then we would run a quarter mile and then walk a half mile, run a quarter, walk a half, run quarter, and then go home. And so I don't know. I definitely, you know, the number of times that I'd envisioned that first run, um, it was not what I thought because it seemed it didn't seem very momentous yeah well because you didn't really fall out of it I mean on the way there I'm like Sarah so I mean just just to zoom out a little bit 
I mean, you you broke your ankle in May, so mm-hmm. you had about May. I was June. thirteen thirteen weeks and um, since the accident. Yeah. yeah, but I I go May June July. That's three months. I mean, that's you know that's a quarter of a year. I mean, I'm still, um, you know, because it's all about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, my foot. I heard it last September. It's still lingering. I mean, I'm still not even sure exactly what I can do. So like, when I think like three months, it's really not that big of a deal. You know, I oh, mean, yeah. so. Um, I mean, it is a big deal. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's a big deal. And it's obviously shaped your perspective moving forward. But uh, but the reality is, is you haven't had a whole lot of time to lose fitness mm-hmm. or to like forget how to be a runner. Right. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and you've biked and you've done everything you can. I mean, you were really only not moving for what's like six weeks. Yeah, five or six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. so so like the momentousness is, um, you know, I think I think with time, if you would have been out for a year, it would have felt different. If you were out for six months, it would have felt different. But I mean, really, a blip is, is three months is kind of a blip, don't you mm-hmm. think? Mm-hmm. It is. Now that you're on the other side, when you're in the middle of it, it doesn't feel that oh, way. And in the beginning, it, it it definitely didn't feel like a blip. But um, yes. And then also, I mean, I think because, you know, when, a lot of times when I'm on the um, acupuncture table, I will envision the first run. And I, I definitely didn't envision at the track because that's not a very scenic, you yeah. know, um, place. But also... It, for me, it's it's kind of hard to get emotional around a bunch of different people. And so there were the two of you, you and Molly, which was great to have both of you. And then right as we start, we hear, hi, Sarah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so it's darling Paul, the young man who grew up across the street from us, who I've spoken on this podcast before, who came in six in, in last year's uh, Portland Marathon. And so, you know, it's just random that we ran into each other. And so then he joined us for, you know, I don't know, a quarter of that quarter mile until he ran into somebody else that he knew. <laughs> yeah. It's like old home. It was week. like a party. It was a party. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so, you know, it's kind of like, well, what, oh, I was so excited to see Paul that what am I supposed to do? Like, you know, like be like, oh, hold on, Paul. I got, I got to cry a couple happy tears and then I'll be good. <laughs> it's hard to lean in when you have people around you. Like maybe, you know, maybe when you go for your first solo run where you're out running in your neighborhood and have mm-hmm. like, you know, get to run two or three consecutive miles, like maybe that will feel different mm-hmm. and maybe that's when you'll have your time. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't anticlimactic. It was just, um, normal yeah it was just normal yeah so that was yeah that's i mean that that's a good thing right you will take normal over (laughs) dramatic any day right yes yes so and um and then it was also funny because then molly who usually does not you know i am the main talker when molly and i run together Uh, i love that she asked you about she was asking about um tri suit and wetsuit information because she's doing her first triathlon so i was like okay that's awesome i'll let dimity and molly talk because <laughs> you guys had said how does it feel and then molly's like oh yeah dimity i wanted your advice and i'm like okay i won't even bother answering because it's fine <laughs> good good yeah, yeah. No, i asked you how, well, on the way home I, I asked you how it felt and yes. it seems like pretty good i mean and i was like i'm all about like you know take it easy take it easy but then i also started thinking on the when i was driving over here to meet you to run i'm like it's a bone it's not gonna break again you know mm-hmm. i mean your biggest concern as you said is our arthritis and maybe favoring it a little bit but you know it's it's mostly now just getting your body up to speed into running you're not going to re-injure yourself in that place mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. that's a huge that's I mean that's a huge confidence right there yeah. I think you know yeah so I just really have to be cognizant of not overdoing it mm-hmm. and I want other people who are coming back from injury to think the same thing not overdoing it because I definitely when we were running back to him then I was like oh well can if we hadn't had to come in to record this podcast you know yeah. I would have been sorely tempted I would not have done it yes but I was sorely tempted to just keep running because it didn't hurt yeah and I didn't feel um like hinky in other parts of my body hinky and, yeah so that's a, that's a legitimate hinky. word hinky. oh hinky is a real word <laughs> and uh, and so then i um but also all about swelling control so i got this nifty um 
um, ice strap-onable ice pack, for lack of a better term, <laughs> uh, by a company called Zamst. And oh, I'm in love with it. Oh, good. And so because of that, I can just re- adjust it around my ankle a little bit in different spots to keep down the swelling. And I wear my pearl compression socks a lot to keep to keep it down. So all about trying to keep the ankle looking somewhat like the other one. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Well, yes. yeah. So and we are joined today by two running friends that hopefully are not strangers to the uh, readers of our website. Um, it is Heather Roschick and Marianne Lloyd, and they are longtime friends. They have been friends since their college days at Youngston, Youngstown State University. Heather, who's going to join us first, she's a mom of two and she lives in Hudson, Ohio. And Marianne is a cognitive uh, psychology professor at Seton Hall in New Jersey, and she's the mother of a four-year-old daughter. And they have been blogging occasionally for us about their journey toward their debut marathon. Not occasionally. They're up. Uh, they're up every Tuesday. Okay, well, that's occasionally. Regularly, they regularly blog. They regularly blog for us every Tuesday. Every Tuesday for eighteen weeks. <laughs> probably more than that now. And they are running the Wine Glass Marathon on October fourth in Corning, New York. And they will also be womaning the Another Mother Runner booth at that expo, along with Adrian Martini, who writes our Friday column. So we're gonna have a ton of columnists at that. At that race. So, uh, but first we are going to bring on Heather. Thanks for joining us, Heather. We're delighted to have you. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Good, good, good. So I guess give us your background as a mother runner. How did you get into running? Well, um, I was not at all a runner growing up. Um, I think I said in my initial post that my best friend, Chris, in high school um, could literally outrun me while smoking a cigarette. That seriously (laughs) happened. Um, So, yeah, I was definitely the, the music drama nerd growing up. And then um, I sort of accidentally fell into a job working for Nike and they, they don't require you to be a runner, but it's, it's hard not to be a runner when you're working there. So a girl that I worked with had told me that there was a couple, a group of girls that she runs with every Saturday and she kept bugging me to join them. And I was like, no, I'm too slow and I won't be able to keep up and I can't go that far and blah, blah, blah. And she eventually talked me into joining them and I had a blast. And um, I started running with this group every Saturday, pretty much, and a couple times during the week and um, did that as long as I was in Portland. So for about four years. And at at that time, running was definitely more of a social thing for me. Um, I really liked to eat. And so (laughs) it allowed me to eat whatever I wanted and um, and. Yeah, that, that that was the main thing for me. And then it really wasn't until we moved back to Northeast Ohio about six years ago, and I had kids and needed a way to escape from my children. And that was when I got uh, really into running, honestly. That's awesome. Well, and so, um, and you are a, a pretty talented runner. I mean, I, I can't remember your time for the 5K, but... You have you have some speed in those legs. Yeah, yeah. When I think when I think of you and Marianne, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Heather's the fast one. Okay, <laughs> don't tell Marianne that though. <laughs> I um that that is probably more a shock to me than anyone else. See previous comment about getting beaten by a smoker. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I I started playing with some speed work. Um, really, just this past winter. 
um, I think kind of, kind of right when the weather started breaking this year, I started doing some track workouts after skimming, reading train like a mother. And, um, and Sarah, I, I will confess that, that you are like my competitor in my head. So when I, <laughs> when I went and, and did my first speed workout at the track, I no joke. The first thing that I did when I walked in the door after coming home was look up what your 400 time was. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> did, did you beat her? Did you beat her, Heather? I'm sure you did. I, I, I did beat her. I was so excited. But what was awesome. funny is, Congratulations. is that while I was at the track, I, I remembered Sarah's time incorrectly and I was just gutted because I thought that I had come in so much slower. I was like, oh my God, I suck at this. And then I came home and was really excited. Yeah, because you probably ran, you know, a 57, whereas I ran a 157 or something. Like no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. Marianne and I are like, oh, 257. Sweet. We're just out here. We're running today. Yeah, um, I've, I've really been loving the speed, which which is a big surprise to me. Um, but it's it's been a lot of fun. And I've been really surprised by how much even just a little bit of speed work makes such a difference in how quickly you see results. That's been really fun. Oh, wow. That's a good reminder to me because right now I'm, you know, I'm coming back again for the, what, 29,000th time. And um, <laughs> I'm really uninterested in trying to run fast. And, uh, but then um, I'm like, why, why am I going a little faster now? I mean, I've been doing this for, you know, two or three months now. So yeah, maybe I need to pick it up a little bit. Well, so, so tell us about um, marathon training. So, so first of all, why did you guys pick the wine glass marathon in, in Corning, New York? I picked it solely because Marianne picked it. it this okay. is really on my part. This was the least thought out decision ever. She, so Marianne, our other best friend, Gina and I email pretty much daily, often multiple times daily. I should not let my workplace know that. Um, <laughs> and you know, so we constantly know what's going on in each other's lives and, and our, our emails are filled with sort of daily minutiae. And so Marianne had forwarded her race registration for wine glass along with a note that said, hope you guys like hearing about running. And I, you know, that put the thought in the back of my head and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I think it was less than a week later I signed up and I really, I did not think through anything. I, I didn't, I, I did not look at a marathon training plan um, I didn't think about our summer schedule. I literally checked the day of the race, saw that my calendar was free and was like, okay, let's do it. Oh, and had you, had you been thinking and wanting to do a marathon? Sort of. So I'm not a huge race person. Um, I, or I hadn't been previously, I think I'm turning into one, but, um, they're expensive and I don't know. I just had, I'd only done one half marathon mm -hmm. and I specifically remember finishing that half marathon and saying, yeah, it was fun, but I don't really feel the need to do a full. Um, and that was probably about three years ago. And, um, and I guess I, I had started thinking about it just cause I'd been running more over this past year. Um, so it, it was kind of on a, on a half baked bucket list, maybe <laughs> but a, a bucket list made either, you know, in the middle of the night after you've gotten up and you're like, okay, wait, maybe I do want to do a marathon. I don't know. Right. I'll put up, I'll put Mara on the bucket list or <laughs> yeah, Thon, exactly. one of the two, but not, not the whole thing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, so what, what's been fun? I mean, so you, you like the speed stuff. I mean, has it, mm -hmm. wh where are your long runs up to now? Are you close to 18 
16 to 18. I am. Yeah. I'm planning to do 18. I'm having to switch days around a little bit this week, but yeah, 18 is on the schedule for this week. I'm a little bit off because week, let's see, week before last was supposed to be a, a, what do you call it? A step back week for us. And I had a race scheduled. Um, I, I took part in the Burning River 100, which is a 100-mile relay um, made up of eight legs. And so I had a 15.69-mile leg for that. So where I was supposed to be running, I think it was like 10 to 12 on the schedule, I was doing that higher mileage. So Coach Christine advised me to take this past weekend's down a little bit. Okay. So I did 15 this past weekend, and so now I've got a little bit of a jump. I am planning to do 18 this week. And, and are you finding that you're liking running long or is that, uh, tell, tell us about that. Cause you hadn't really gone over 13 before, had you? No, no. Yeah. The half marathon distance was my, my record before this. And yeah, I am really enjoying it. Um, it's kind of nice to just sort of settle into a pace and go, um, the other thing that's been incredible is, so I, I run with, um, moms run this town. Um, our, our Cleveland chapter is, is crazy. It's huge. Um, it's one of the most active chapters in the country. I don't know how many members we have, but it's one of the largest and most active in the country. And we had, um, we had a lot of them at our party in Cleveland. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I, is I a big party. Several of them say, yeah, it, it's such an amazing group. I don't know how I lived here for five years before I even knew that it was around somehow. And, um, and I found them in January of this year and now it's become one of my Sunday routines. Um, we've got a group in my small town, which is just about maybe a half hour outside of Cleveland that meets every Sunday at open door coffee in Hudson. And we always run three miles and then sometimes people will, you know, meet early to tack on extra miles or whatever, but, and then stay for coffee, which is always the best part. But, um, these girls have totally turned into my, my running family. I love them. It's such a fantastic, supportive, welcoming group. And, um, and so how this ties into the long runs is that for my long runs lately, I've been posting on our Facebook group, you know, Hey, I'm doing 15 miles this weekend. Anybody want to join me? And so I've uh, very frequently had company for some or all of the long runs, which it just makes it a whole different experience. It's so much fun. The miles just fly by. And, you know, as we all know, you know, you you get to know these women so much better um, hitting the pavement. And sometimes do you, are these women who you haven't known all that well or even at all before? Or these are people you um, knew sort of well beforehand? Oh, no, absolutely. Every single person... I take that back. There's, there's a couple of friends that I knew previously that, um, I've gotten to know better through MRTT, but most of the women I didn't know at all coming into the group and, and they're really turning into very good friends. That's awesome. So what, so what are your goals for wine glass? I mean, I I know you've kind of laid them out. You're about halfway through your training plan now, right? You, you're on week 10 of 18. So you're more than halfway, actually. You're in double digits of your training plan. I mean, (laughs) Given given how it's gone and how um, and and how if, if if that plays out, you know, casting forward eight weeks, hopefully no injuries, uh, no nothing, just you know, 
everything is enjoying. I'm mean, like, you're enjoying the long run. I was like, should we put that in quotes? And it's really fun. Should we put that in quotes? But it sounds like you are genuinely she's, enjoying She's doing it. a lot of air quotes I right am here. doing a lot of because I would put those in air quotes. I don't enjoy a long run. I enjoy how I feel after a long, well, not even that. Um, so, uh, so, so yeah, so, so talk about the marathon day. I mean, what, what, first of all, what are you anticipating the most? And then kind of, have you thought about some goals um, and not necessarily time, but, but other ones as well? Yeah, I, I, so my, my big goal that I finally settled on is I'd really like to go sub four. Um, and I, I will confess, I cannot believe I'm saying this out loud on this podcast. I will confess that in the beginning (laughs) I was toying with the idea of trying to be cute, but I think that that's probably stupid for my first marathon. Um, A lot of pressure. And what, cause what age are you and what would your time have to be? I'm 36 and oh. I have, I can't remember. Yeah, you have to run uh, to sub 355, I think. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh, no, um, no faster than that. No, faster yeah. than no that. it's, yeah. yeah, it's faster 345, than that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I felt like that was, it was really borderline, whereas sub four feels doable to me. Um, I think it's still going to be hard. I mean, I, I think anything, honestly, is going to be hard. I think even if I just set out to finish, it's going to be hard. Sure. Um, but, but yeah, so my goal, challenging, let's use the word challenging. Yes. So challenging. Yes. That's good. That's positive. Um, so my goal is sub four. Um, I'm, I'm nervous about it. You know, something I, I've been very vocal on. I, it was one of my questions for the, the, um, marathon challenge podcast that you guys did with, with coach. And I've talked about it some on the blog, but the, this whole concept of running slower for the long runs I get it. I know that, you know, the idea is more time on your feet and getting your body ready for, you know, being out there for a longer amount of time, but it's terrifying to me because, you know, even though I am air quote, enjoying the long runs (laughs) there, you know, they're still challenging. Um, Of course they are. And at, you know, at the end of 15 miles, you know, my body's like, dude, you just ran 15 miles. My hips are barking a little and, and, um, yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm, you know, trotting in on on air. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I always say that. Do I have eleven more in me? Do I have, you know, like yeah. whenever I whenever I finish something, I'm always like, oh, do I have this many more in me? You know, whenever whatever happens to be that race distance. So, yeah, and yeah. obviously that's not the point. You you shouldn't have eleven in you that day. I mean, that's what that's why we train. But um, yeah, I think uh, you know. So from my perspective, and um, I think that's a great goal because I think you're very capable of doing that. But you know what we always say: like the first goal of any race distance for the first time is finish happy, injury free, smile on your face. Like if you yeah. can meet those three things, then then you've then you've succeeded. And I think you know. So I'm, I'm glad that you've kind of taken the BQ off the plate just because that's just a lot of pressure for the first time <laughs> yes. going that far. You know, I mean, if you happen to do it and you have a great day, that's awesome. Um, well, but- and I, I don't think that I'll probably accidentally do it or anything because one of the things <laughs> that was attractive to me about wine glasses, they have pace groups. Oh, okay. so I am planning to run with oh, a you pacer. Are. Um, oh. yeah. So that, that'll be interesting. Cause I've never done that before. And, and I, I, I was talking with the girls this past weekend that I really should email the pacer to find out kind of what their strategy is. You know, are they, are they planning negative splits? Are they planning to walk oh, through yeah, the we, water stops or whatever? Cause we have found by and large that, that pacers go out at the pace they are supposed to, you know, if you're so for sub four, you know, you have to go under nine faster than nine Oh nine. And we have found that they go out, you know, 
908, 908. Yeah, oh, interesting. And so that there's none of that. And that, that for, for me and I don't, Dim and I used to have this conversation for her as well, that, that, that wasn't our speed, literally that we would not, <sighs> that it didn't suit us to, to just immediately boom, gun goes off. There we are at, at race pace. Yeah. That, that, that I, I'm definitely more of an ease into it kind of gal. So I, I don't know. I think that can be kind of tough. Interesting. So how do you keep yourself on track then? I mean, you know, you have some faster mile, you know, so, so you're going to start. So, so if you are 909, so, you know, your first couple miles will probably be, I mean, it depends upon how you want to do it, you know? So if you want to do that 909, I mean, that's how my husband really likes to race and he's very good at it. He's very like, that's how he does it. He finds the Mm -hmm. split he needs to be at. And if it's a flatter course, you can do that, you know, pretty easily. Um, but you just watch the time, you know, so if you're at a, you know, a nine, you know, maybe your first couple miles are what, Sarah, nine twenty, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then, and then you kind of bring it down and then towards the end, ideally you can come in, you know, somewhere, you know, yeah, 20 minutes, like, like to an eight fifty, you know, 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. so, um, but it is, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's on paper, obviously real life right. is a lot different and, you know, you're stopping to <coughs> grab a goo, you're stopping maybe to use the bathroom. I mean, you know, so you know, you, you, de- you definitely need to keep that pacer in sight. I mean, one of the things that I did, um, I think when I wanted to run, I was coming back from an injury and I think I wanted to run a 205 at the Denver half marathon. And mm-hmm. so she wanted me, my, uh, I was using Bree as the coat as my coach and, um, she wanted me to start behind the pacer and then slowly reel them in. So that's, I mean, that's another option that mm-hmm. you could do and then you can pass them, you know, which if, feels mighty interesting. Good. That's what yeah, I, I bet. That's, that's what I did at Victoria. And it was, um, that so and my husband saw the four hour pacer ahead of me and I knew that they had started ahead of me and that I also knew that they were not on pace and um, that pacer ended up just the wheels fell off the, the pacers bus and the, <gasps> a couple of the people oh yeah I mean that that, that guy literally crumpled to the ground and, oh my um, god yeah so and then a, only a couple of those people that I saw with the group finished um, sub four but so, um, so Jack was like, get the, the, the four hour racers right ahead of you, get them, get them. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, fine for you. I'll do it. Even though I know it's going to make me go too fast. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so, and it's, um, you know, I don't know. I think I, so I think it would be a good idea to contact the pacer. Yeah. And, we're not and, giving pacers a bad name by any stretch, but it sure. is, I mean, and then pacers are supposed to, you know, when, if I'm, if I'm pacing a four hour pace group, I should be able to run at least a three thirty marathon on my own. Mm-hmm. So, right, I mean, you should right. be, so you're slowing down by a significant amount. Um, so, but yeah, reach out to them. I mean, the, the one thing is that I sometimes feel like, you know, like, and, and this is a good thing and a bad thing is when you're running with a pacer, you're like, oh, I don't want to hang in right here. And sometimes, you know, your body just needs a little bit of a break. But, but mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, I've got to stay tied to this pacer, you know, right. it, it just depends. You know, it really just depends upon your mentality and what you want that day. Um, so, but yeah, reach out to them for sure. I, I didn't know that that was an option. Do they have their emails on the website or are you just going to go through the I believe or? they do. Yeah. Oh, they've wow. got little, little profiles for them. Oh. Um, and, um, maybe I'm making that up. I know they've got oh, that's really detailed. That's fantastic. That they had their contact information. Yeah. yeah. And I, that, that's, that's a very good sign. And so the chances are they're super familiar with the course. Like a lot of times that there's a, you know, the cliff bar pacer team and again, nothing against cliff bar or their pacers, but they come in and they go to a gazillion different races around the year, around the country. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if you're coming into the Ogden half marriage, Marathon, which is a net downhill, you know, and you've never run it before, um, and you're coming into pace. That's a different than, you know, yeah, Eugene I, I'm, half it, that's flat, and, yeah, and at at fifty 
altitude. You know? And, you know, and being intimately familiar with wine glass too, which it sounds like these people are tied to the race. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Wow, you guys just threw a whole big monkey wrench into my plans, man. <laughs> well, and the other thing, Heather, you can get, you know, I mean, they you have, have eight weeks. You have eight weeks. Yes, you have eight weeks to figure it out. And, and it might be the right choice. I mean, again, like, you know, like keep your options open. It might be the yeah. right choice for sure. Like, don't let us say that, you know, because maybe you're going to get this awesome person who is totally right. motivating and knows the course well and wants to run, you know, start slow and run faster. I mean, that's that's very possible. Yeah. Um, but just know that, you know, right. figure that out before race day. The other thing is... um you know, you can get those paste charts, like paste bracelets. tattoos or bracelets that you can put on, you know, on your arm. And then you can see where you want to be at every mile, like your splits, what your cumulative time should be. Oh, I don't know anything about this. Yes. And so that's so you don't have to do the math because, um, you know, as the glycogen in your body goes down, math can become harder. Um, so, that, <laughs> so that you're not having to think, wait, I'm at mile 13. I'm supposed to be at nine times 13 and then plus nine. So um, that is, um, yes. Yeah, so- I already tuned out just while you were saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, Heather, we're over here, yeah. over here. <laughs> take, take a gel, take a gel. You need some sugar. The only thing about the pace charts, as long as we're kind of talking about them, is make sure that you're going off of your own watch and not, you know, sometimes on the course they'll have cumulative time, like for a 10K, a half marathon, they'll have, you know, those kind of tripod clocks that have the time running. Right. But, you know, you could be running, you might have started five minutes after that started. So don't use gotcha. that watch. Use your own watch. Yes. Yes. Good point. Good point. So so then let's go back to the the friendship angle of this. So how has this, you know, worked? I mean, so those daily emails that you talk about, I mean, how much of it is monopolized by talk of running and how <laughs> how would you say this is maybe strengthened or changed your your friendship with Marianne, who you've been friends with since college? Yes. Yes. Well, uh, first of all, I think we're probably boring the crap out of Gina. (laughs) (laughs) So she's not a runner at all. She, she is not a runner. No, but Gina is, um, she is an amazing athlete in her own right. I, this past spring watched her compete in the Arnold, which is, um, powerlifting world championship. Oh my gosh. Yes. And she, so Gina is a mother lifter. Oh my and, gosh. Um, wow. She's got a young daughter, Zoe, who she is an amazing example for. And she trains like a badass constantly. But yeah, her, her gig is weight. Um, so she, she running is, is like to her, it's, it's like, it's like strength training for, for many of us runners. She's yeah. like, Oh, I guess I should get out for a run. I should work um, my heart, but no, I'll just work my muscles where we're the other way. Like, Oh, can I strengthen my heart a little bit more? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but she's, she's tolerating our, our running talk very nicely and is an awesome cheerleader. And, um, and yeah, for, for Marianne and I, I mean, it's just been, it's been amazing having, you know, this long distance partner who, um, yeah, who I know so well and, um, and just love to death. I'm, I'm so happy to be doing this with her. Wow. Well, you're going to talk to her next. So any, anything you want to tell her besides that she's the slower one as Sarah's <laughs> characterized her? No, I said that Heather was the faster oh, one. Oh, well, I know, but still, but then if, you, if you make that comparison, someone's, you know, but someone's black, someone's white. <laughs> no, I mean, it is funny, you know, listening to you guys, listening to your banter on the podcast and, you know, reading and everything. I do think it's funny how many similarities there are in, um, me and Marianne's friendship, uh, cause 
I don't know, I guess we both have some type anus to us, but, um, I, at least in terms of running, I'm definitely like, Dimity, you were saying that, you know, oh, it's good to have, you know, your number one goal should be to, you know, finish smiling and injury free. And And I know you're right. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was me. You heard saying bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the back of my head, I'm like, "Mm -hmm." Yeah. yeah, right. I know. Yeah, I, you just I, go. I yeah, you go hang over on La La Cloud yeah, yeah, number exactly. nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I'll, and I'll watch the clock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But of course, I care right. about my time. But honestly, like you know, um, but that's funny. But the so the funny, I think Heather, you're a meld because then you know, um, you're like, oh, and I just signed up, and then I di- I didn't even look at anything else. Like that's totally me. I'm <laughs> right. like, oh, sure, I'll say yes to that. I'll I'll <laughs> deal with the ramifications later. You know. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, by the way, we were supposed to be in wherever. Then ah, it's okay. I can be in two places at once, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And, uh, but you also will be w- helping woman our booth at wine glass. So people yes. can, can come up and, and see which one they are. You know, maybe we should have like a little test or something, you know, uh, which, oh which are God, you a Heather hilarious. or Marianne, yeah. a Dimity or a Sarah? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we put little, we, maybe we make little dolls and put them on our shoulders and Sarah can sit on your shoulder and I'll sit on Marianne's. And I yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Have, like masks or something. Or yeah. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Oh, oh, the possibilities are endless. My goodness. Oh. Endless. Cardboard yeah, cutouts, so... you know, we'll, we'll take around flat Heather and flat Marianne and flat Dimity and Sarah. Yeah, it's awesome. I like it. No, I'm, I'm so excited to, to staff the booth. We, um, I went down to, uh, to see Dimity and Denise at the Cincinnati book signing mm-hmm. and, uh, my BRF Abby from in town and another gal from MRTT, Melanie and I, and we had so much fun helping at the tables there. Cause it's just, it's such a great vibe, you know, just all of these, mm-hmm. um, awesome, empowered, strong women and everybody's happy and just high on running. And yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the oh, expo. Well, you're you're going to be able to drink in those fumes yeah. exactly at the expo. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Give me the yeah. Kool-Aid. Good, good, good. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Heather. Yeah. Keep it up. Go yeah. keep, keep yeah, enjoying go the, those long runs. Yeah, air go, quotes. No, 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 so no air quotes here. You know, you enjoy them. Go, go after that sub four. I will. Thanks so much. Thanks, Heather. Bye-bye. Okay, so we just hung up with your um, your long-distance BRF, uh, Marianne, and now we've got you on the phone, which is really fun. So we understand that you're the one that started this whole party. So tell us about it from your perspective. What prompted you to sign up for a marathon? Well, it was a couple of things. Um, one was having finished a half marathon with my brother and feeling like I could have kept going, which hadn't happened in the previous three marathon, half marathons that I'd done. It's a good feeling. And it was a surprising feeling, but also good. And then I spectated New York City Marathon for the first time. Oh, for some, yeah. That's, yeah. that's going to get under your skin, right? It does. And for someone that lives half an hour from New York, I do not go as much as I should. So I hadn't been to see it before. And a friend's uh, partner was running it. And it was amazing. And I wanted to experience that, but not all of the chaos. I had to drop him off. to be a part of it. (laughs) Yes. As our new New York York City marathon hats. Yes. No, I I, so just a quick um, interruption is that I, I used to live in New York and I remember watching it for the first time. It was the first major race I'd ever seen. It was in 95. And, um, and I just, I, 
I could have stood there for all day. I mean, I could have stood there for 12 hours and cheered all day long. I mean, it was just such an amazing feeling. And then the next day you get in the elevators at work and everybody's like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You know, like it has this like this intoxicating effect on the city. It, it was it at was amazing. At least it's self magazine. That's what they say. No, it was a sports illustrator. Yeah, but yeah, 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 it was the same idea. But then but then it kind of dies down over time. So um, so but, but it stuck with you. Marianne. It does stuck with me and it stuck with so you. Yeah, it, it stuck in my brain a bit. And I chatted with him after I have to say seeing people walk back into hotel lobbies turns down the enthusiasm because they don't look as good because <laughs> walking is a kind, a kind term for what they're doing it's more like hobbling yes yes so that I, I tried to I study memory so I can you know I know how to make some memory stronger and some weaker so I put that in the weekend category good job uh, and we talked about it and when we hugged goodbye before they headed back uh, to the Chicago area he said to me you know, when you're ready to do it, let me know and I'll help train you. And so oh, that wow, that's nice. was n- n- sort of needling under my skin. And uh, then I spoke to someone at work who had done a marathon. And I was sort of on the fence. And she said, I-, I didn't like the idea of having to cut out other activities. And she reminded me, it's a very short part of your running life. Mm-hmm. So you commit to this for a couple months. And when you're done... If you decide this isn't for you, you go back to doing those other things. But at least you can have done uh, – you can say that you've done a marathon if that's your goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then then why wine glass? So that is my part of the country. Um, I went to graduate school in Binghamton, New York. It's mm-hmm. where I met my husband. It's where I learned to run. So many thanks to my friend Brianna Eider for running with me for Couch to 5K. Even though she didn't need Couch to 5K, she did it to get me to the starting line of a 5K. That's awesome. Um, so it's my it's my part of the country, and then I like wine, so <laughs> that seemed fun. And I've actually given up alcohol, other than you know taste levels, um, until I run this marathon. So that is excellent motivation to finish. <laughs> is the thought of that? Uh, I'm going to say the most mediumist glass of red wine most at medium. some point. Yeah, yeah. I don't think large is a good idea. Generous, when it's been nine a generous months. pour. Let's yes. go for, or maybe two. Um, well, because you your journey has included, I mean, so 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 flashback. We got you into the marathon, but you have come quite a ways, right? You had a significant weight loss, and did that come before or after running? Or talk a little bit about kind of your roots and how you got into running. Sure. So i um, I lost a lot of weight. I gained a lot of weight in college. I lost probably sixty pounds um, a couple years after graduation. Ended a six year relationship. Put about half back on. And so sometime around there, I was feeling ready to start um, working on that. And I was working out in other capacities, but didn't run and had that idea that I hear a lot on this podcast um, or on the blog that I'm just not a runner. That's not something I can do. And my PhD advisor was a marathoner. And I made this comment to her and she said, no, you could run um, if you choose to. uh, So try the Couch to 5K program. And so that was in the summer and fall of 2003. And so I did that. And then I ran my first 5k again in upstate New York in, in Binghamton. And I have stuck to it. Um, I mean, I ran the 5k and then didn't run again until the next summer when I ran another 5k. Um, but since I've moved to New Jersey nine years ago, I've, um, I've stuck with that. And then the weight loss that took a little bit longer than, um, than my running consistency. So that I'm, 
I've gained and lost and gained and lost. And I got all the way down to my goal weight in 2009 and then um, put some back on, got pregnant, gained 50 more, was sad not to have a 70-pound baby. And then... <laughs> Dang it. You, what, what were you at, 65? <laughs> no, my, my doula tried to tell me, but I ignored her. Um, and so then I... Uh, Probably when Joyce was around one, I want to say I really um, got serious about uh, taking it off and keeping it off. And it doesn't always all stay off anymore, but I certainly don't gain 90 pounds. Um, sure. I tend to cut it off when it's just um, a couple. And so so how is the marathon training? How have you found that balance with trying to maintain your weight loss? That It's been tough as mm-hmm. warned and as I've read about. And so I'll probably even up. Weight Watchers gives you a range, and so I haven't hit the top end of what's okay for my height. I'm planning to probably just bump it up until I'm done with the marathon. I'm in a good headspace where the number on the scale, if my clothes fit, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and my legs feel so strong that um, that it's worth it to me. Like, I don't need to weigh – the number that I weigh is not some, you know, something that would impress people. Like, well, way to, way to only weigh that number. Um, <laughs> it's a fine number. It's a healthy number, but it's not as if um, upping it a little bit is anything significant to me. So uh, I have certainly been hungrier um, mm-hmm. and I have to think about uh, eating to fuel my runs, not my runs fueling um, snack habits. So and is that why you've um, cut uh, eliminated drinking except for taste? I actually did that because I was finding that even if I just had a glass of wine a night for a couple nights, I would get insomnia and wake up oh. at two in the morning and start to feel a little more anxious. And so I'm a big fan of just... Um, abstaining from things. That's a lot better for my personality than moderating them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was hoping to find that that was not actually the cause of my anxiety or insomnia, but I was wrong. So so that was uh, also partly then just not to have to kind of decide because for me, wine goes well with things like chips or chocolate. And Mm. um, so it can be, it's a gateway gateway (laughs) in addition to delicious. Yeah. yeah, no, that that's really smart. I mean, and that's 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 cool that you decided, you know, I when I whenever I interact with you, I'm like, you're very deliberate. Like you make you 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 don't free ball things, right? <laughs> I mean, you're like you that's that's one of my favorite, you know, just to, like like we were just talking to Heather, um, like I said earlier. And and so she was like, oh, well, you know, Marianne did the marathon. So I just I said, OK, am I free that day? I'm going to go, you know. And you, I, I imagine that you really like thought about it, looked at your family schedule, looked at your work commitments, and then decided, okay, that's a good, I can do that marathon, right? Yeah. Heather and I are on opposite ends of the spontaneous yes, uh, dichotomy. Yes, spontaneous free ball. They're kind of the same thing, right? <laughs> yes. Like she is willing to just go for things. She's so much more adventurous and exciting. Like I, right, I like, I really like a plan and structure and I don't, uh, seek change necessarily unless I can feel like I have like this is obviously a large change but it's a large change with um, steps along the way that I can analyze first. So and how have you felt your training's been going particularly um, Joyce is four is that right? Yes she's four Um, it's been I have to say it's really great other than a little bit of that IT thing that I blogged about recently that involved having to do the gastron technique which I know the athletes around Seton Hall refer to as knifing <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's Graston. Mm-hmm. Graston. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I was wondering. Sarah, the, uh, Sarah's like, I, I'm in studio with Sarah today, and she's she's jumping at the bit. Like, I gotta correct you. I gotta correct you. It's wrong. It's well, wrong. I just thought if people were were gonna look it up. Oh, so. okay, okay. Graston. So yes, it's Graston. Graston. <laughs> right. Well, I'm also from Ohio, right? So that's you don't need the nasal. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> to right. look it up properly, probably. <laughs> um, 
other than that, my body has felt great, but I have taken um, very seriously that Heather is the one um, that's going for this fast race marathon, and I just want to have run a marathon. For me, the words run and race are very different words. And so it's been freeing to just feel like it's okay to do the minimal mileage um, when there's a range. And it's okay not to, you know, be running at a number that I feel like suggests that I'm running fast enough. It just has to get done. And so that has, I think, helped my body continue to feel well along with the other pieces like foam rolling and icing and uh, stretching, some strength training. I am absolutely running this marathon. I do not have any desire. The thought of running hard for hours on end is not at this time appealing to me. Sure. Uh, it may be someday for other distances, things like 5Ks that I used to do just to finish, to get a t-shirt, to hang out with friends. Now I'm willing to race those. Um, so I think that you know maybe a half marathon I may be interested in getting a better time for. All of those that I've done have never been as a race, um, but I just want to have have completed the distance. And I also really like that the idea of the first time if I run another marathon, it'll be much easier to PR if I don't try as hard as I possibly can. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. So so yeah. set the bar low because then you can get over it, clear it with a wide margin next time. I like that. Exactly. I only have to work a little bit harder <laughs> instead of a lot bit harder. Um, which I think is not always. I don't always take that approach to other domains of my life. Um, not making things as hard as they could possibly be. So this is, I think, this that my running is. It has good applications um, for other pieces. Sure. Well, and so are you finding that you in this workout in the in this training plan to find your strong marathon challenge? We've had some tempo runs. We've had some intervals. We've had some hill repeats. Are you liking that diversity of training? Like I, I do. I do. I like to. I like different things. I like feeling. Um, having data to show the difference. So my long runs tend most of the time to be closer to 12, but on my tempo yesterday, I hit two, one at 840 and one at 845. Wow. So to know. Good for you. That's yes. great. It felt really good. So that uh, I do like seeing that progress, but I would far rather do um, a steady state 15 mile run than do a uh, three straight miles of tempo. But yesterday we got to do one and then take a little a quarter mile break. Um, and that was better. But I think two weeks ago, we were supposed to just do a three mile tempo run. And that definitely felt harder to me. Oh, psychologically, the long for run. sure. Yeah, because yes. you know, you get that, that break. It's like, okay, I only need to hang on for a certain amount, a smaller amount of time. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yes, the tempo to tempo, but tempo to long. Like, I think that, that that three straight miles of tempo run, that was definitely harder than I think that weekend I did 15 miles. It was yeah. definitely harder for me to to focus and uh, go at a nine minute pace for 27 minutes than it was to just to be out there for, you know, close to three hours. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Are you, and you're a psychology professor. Is that right, Marianne? I am. I'm a, a cognitive psychologist, so I don't do therapy, yes. but I study uh, how memory works at a very, very basic uh, level. Is there anything that you take from your um, professional life and apply it to your running? Are there any aspects there are lots of things. So because I know how memory works and how thoughts work, and I do have to say that if you haven't seen the movie Inside Out, I think it's great mm -hmm. um, because I think that they do talk about memory in a way that's about as close as I could ask a movie to talk about memory and how our brains work. So really? I use a lot of that. Um, I can identify. So a little bit of it is mixed with cognitive behavioral therapy, which I've talked about um, using for weight loss, the Beck Diet Solution, which is this idea that 
Just because you think something doesn't mean that it's true or needs to have a lot of valuable insight. So the first two miles of my runs are always, always difficult. My long run last week, I started running, and for about the first two miles, I was having a conversation about whether or not I was even going to run for 15 miles. Mm -hmm. Maybe I was out of other choices other than the tempo run, so it was very unappealing um, to do anything else. And I had all of this gear and water, so it seemed very obvious I would run, so that's what I said. I said, Marianne, you're being ridiculous. Like, you know you're going – it's 4.30 in the morning – Oh my God. You have 60 ounces of water and a lot of goo and chops, <laughs> and you know that you love that espresso love goo, so you might as well run at least until you can eat that. Oh um, so I do a lot of uh, a lot of that, and I think a lot about – I just think about memory and how memory works and the way that it can be biased. So I know that if I've had a, a tough run, it's really important to think about runs that weren't difficult and not let that be – a sign that just because today's run was tough, the other runs are going to be difficult sure. because I know that more runs are good than not good. So and those what, are some ways that I apply it. And do you write? Do you write down? Um, do you keep a journal about your runs, or do you do you log them somehow so you have those feelings written down about how oh I didn't really want to go and then I went and I felt like a rock star after fifteen or whatever. Well, for ten years, uh, Heather, who you just spoke to, and another friend of ours from college, Gina, and I email every day. Yeah, so we so a Heather. lot of that. Yeah. Pardon me? We heard that from Heather, yeah. Oh, yeah. So a lot of my life ends up there. So if Google goes under, so does my autobiographical memory. Um, so I can I can go back there to look. And I do put um, some notes on my uh, training calendar mm-hmm. um, just about, um, about how it went. Um, but I, I don't systematically write. I have tried in the past to do those sorts of uh, tasks. And I, uh, I'm such a morning person. I guess I could do them right after I run Um, because I'm such a morning person. That always feels like a nighttime job, like go back and reflect on the day. Mm -hmm. So I haven't been successful at keeping um, a running journal like that. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like I have a good bank, a much stronger bank of of good memories of runs than of of hard runs. And even the hard runs, when I'm done, I always feel great. Like I've never finished a run and thought, well, that was a waste of my whatever amount of time. So I think that helps. I don't tend to get those real – negative feelings that make it hard to get out the door. It's I know that once I get through two miles, things are going to feel pretty good. And if they don't feel good, then they'll feel good when I'm done. I'm so, very optimistic. Oh, I like that. I like that. So, okay, so um, uh, let's finish with the talk of memory and instead, um, you know, um, foreshadowing or um, predicting the future or something like that, the opposite of memory. How, when you think about the marathon day, what, what comes to mind? I feel very excited about the marathon day. In addition to Heather running, another my freshman year roommate, uh, Sarah, who we, I did the triathlon with, she's running this as her second marathon. Um, and I know a few people doing the half marathon. So it feels like a large social event. I'm excited to meet Adrian Martini. Um, I, I think it, it seems like it's going to be fine. I know that there are going to be parts that are going to be hard. I'm planning to just stick with the five-hour pacer. Um, I mean, I like strangers, so I'm <laughs> sure that I'm going to find someone to chit chat with. Oh, I, I have no, I have no doubt that you're going to make, Mary, you're going to make like 17 friends. Like you're going to have a friend a mile. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I, I, we have, I haven't gone past about 16 miles. So I've, I've listened to that, you know, the Bethany recap podcast enough to know that it's not going to be all glitter and unicorns, but no, it's not. I think that I can because I'm planning to run and not race, I think that's really going to uh, help shift the balance 
And I'm excited to think about being done, like, and being able to check. I'm someone that, you know, likes to make lists of goals. And then I do keep track of those and sort of cross them out and write notes. And a marathon isn't on the list that I have right now, but mentally that's um, what I'm happy to do. But I'm, of course, also already looking at what's next. And I was looking at the own it plans. Oh. I have a 5K that has been my previous PR that's in December. I was like, okay, well, how many weeks do I have between the marathon and that? So that would be you do need to be careful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So that does feel like a good, excellent. Well, I mean, if you, it depends. I mean, you might feel very stale after a marathon. And if you do, you know, give yourself a break. I mean, you've got to, you know, it's natural to have, you know, waxing and waning of your training and your uh, motivation and your, and your, willingness to run you know um but if you're feeling like you you know you do best on a plan i mean you're gonna have a lot of strength and cardiovascular ability um and then i mean the other thing that i wanted to say is you know you say you're just gonna run it and that's definitely how i come into a long distance like that you know is i'm not gonna race it because the idea of racing after 26 miles makes me you know want to vomit in my mouth all day long but um, but I will say you've been doing a really good job on the plan. And those ranges that you're talking about, they're not like, you know, your long run is either eight miles or 16 miles. It's 14 miles or 16 miles. I mean, there isn't a whole right. lot of variation. So even if you're just hitting the minimum, you're still getting yourself in a really, really good place. Like you're going to feel really good on race day and not that you're going to be able to be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hang with Heather the whole day. But nope. I think you're going to end up surprising yourself is what I would say is with your your either how you feel at the end, like you could, like you said, you, you know, you finished a half marathon and you felt like you could kept going. So you're either going to finish a marathon and feel like, wow, that was, you know, that was good. And I paced myself well. And now I know that I can push myself a little bit more or, you know, you're going to hit mile, you know, 24 or 25, which is hard no matter what speed you're going. And you're like, okay, I'm going to get this thing done and push it to a place that you maybe not, you know, maybe you see a number that you hadn't seen before. I'm not saying that that's going to definitely happen, but you know, I will say that, you know, you are going to be really, really well trained for a marathon. Don't you think, Sarah? I do. And oh. I also I also think Marianne's um, outlook on life is really going to serve her well in a marathon. Yeah. I think an optimistic outlook is a great, great, um, you know, tool to have in your in your um, tool quiver and your yeah, quiver and your quiver. Yes. And your mother runner quiver. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and that and that being social and seeing it as social. And so that then it sounds to me, Marianne, like you're going to approach it with you know fun being one of the goals and that you're going to bring fun to it. And, um, you know, Dim, it's kind of like what we talked about yesterday on the drive out to the coast of, you know, that sometimes we're in a situation. It's like, oh, well, maybe I didn't really like working at magazines. Maybe I just like that one setting. And so that you and then you turn around and think, well, OK, I'm going to bring the fun to this, you know, and I'm going yeah. to start talking to people. Yeah. And um, be prepared, though, to have some people be like, not in talking mode because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> some people don't don't find it as fun. Um, <laughs> yes. Fun yes. I will try not to be annoying either. Yeah. Yeah. You um, got to You got to use your internal internal, you know, gauge there and be like, OK, you know, that's because I'm definitely a chatter along the way as well, especially when I am just going to enjoy the course and not necessarily to get a, a certain time. So. I'll just wear a sign that says likes talking to strangers. Yeah, and I think you should. People- <laughs> Honestly, on the back of your thing. And then people talk to me, you know, or like the miles go faster when we chat. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like one of those things, you know, ask me about so-and-so. I know. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> ask me about Marianne Lloyd. Who's she? Who is she? <laughs> awesome, awesome. Oh, and you'll be telling people at the expo about another mother runner. We're so delighted that you and Heather and Adrian Martini and, and maybe some of your all's pals are going to be womaning our booth there. So thank you in advance for doing that. 
Yeah, that's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that part as well. Good. 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 Lots of strangers to talk to that are trying to run at that moment. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. They'll have plenty of breath in their lungs. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, good job, Marianne. It's been so fun to follow you and Heather on your journeys. and, um, And we look forward to your race recap. And in the meantime, keep running strong and training hard and staying injury free and, and smiling. Yeah. And many happy miles. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, Marianne. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, Tim, I just think they're going to have such a great day, both of them in their own ways on October 4th. Um, they are. I, I agree. Uh, <laughs> all I can think is better them than, than me and you at this point, too. I mean... You know, I mean, I love that they're coming into I mean, a first time marathon is, you know, it's a cherry you only get to pop once. And they both seem like they're in the exact right place to do it right now. Right. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. So and another woman who I think uh, for our challenge corner, she is also part of the Find Your Strong Marathon Challenge. So she's right in there with Heather and Mary Ann. And it is um, Carol. And so for the challenge corner, she wrote on in Strava, my husband had to work today and the oldest had a 10 a.m. soccer game, so no chance at daycare at the Y. So it wasn't until 3 p.m. in the very sunny 85-degree afternoon that I got a chance to get in my run. I went ahead and holy hotness. I took an open road route that gets very windy, but that wind felt downright blissful when it hit. With one and a half miles to go, I had to stop at the house to get more water. had finished my 16-ouncer a mile ago, so chugged down another full bottle of icy water and filled back up to finish my run. I feel accomplished just for getting my butt back out the door, but it's done. Ten miles and grateful that it wasn't a 16-miler week. <laughs> um, I couldn't get in that pool fast enough once I got back. I'm assuming maybe she has a backyard pool she jumps into. Um, word that describes running this week, determination. That's great. I, I have to say, this this is like the meat and the heat the meat and the heat of the summer right now that's what we're in right now and it is really freaking hard to i mean especially when i mean the idea i see runners out at like noon uh and i'm like i just i'm i'm wilting for them on the sidewalk i just and you know i've got the ac like blaring on me and my minivan and i just i just it's hard to imagine doing that so super super proud of you carol yes exactly so so this song goes out to carol and and all of you in the find your strong it is Fight song by Rachel Platten, and we figured we had to use it before it becomes completely overplayed on the radio. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm all right song. My power's turned off. Starting right now, I'll be strong. I'll play my fight song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. to say it's been um overplayed in my house because uh it was on the state swimming cd that amelia got from her team part of the reason why it's so fun to go to state and um oh my gosh she goes into her room and puts that on and just sings at the top of her lungs i love it i'm like oh i've got a determined little girl singing (laughs) you know take back my life song that's awesome and you know who else tweeted that out was what was was really interesting i you know it can apply to so many um scenarios and i love that is kara goucher when she was right when she had sent out um, or the, the, the beginning of the Alberto Salazar scandal and the doping and all that stuff, 
started, she sent out a tweet that said, you know, why should I write something when the song says it perfectly? And it was a link to that. So that always makes me think of that. That's really awesome. 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 So we would appreciate if you would head on over to our Facebook page and like it. It is Run Like a Mother, the book. We'd also love if you would follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at The Mother Runner. Our websites are anothermotherrunner.com and motherrunnerstore.com. Our three books, Run Like a Mother, Train Like a Mother, and Tales from Another Mother Runner. Dimity has been here signing them since she's been in my house. I'll click the pen right there. We're not supposed to click pens, but I've been clicking. Yes. Many uh, happy miles, XO. Dimity McDowell. So those are, the first two are available on our store website, but all three of them are available on Amazon as well as hopefully in your local retailer. And, um, Whatever distance you are going, many happy miles to you. 